Welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of April 27th, 2016. This is Jen. And Alex. And David. So this week, this week our feels are, are being doubly tested. Uh, we have both a new issue of More Than Meets the Eye and a new issue of Sins of the Wreckers. Yay, Wreckers uh, is back. Yay! So... And and we're going to we're going to try to discuss them without going off on half hour divergent plot things and chattering about random things. Yeah, I, I need like a timer to install somewhere. <laughs> Let's we'll we'll see how that, that's the funny thing is the point of this was to make like a, a fairly reasonably length news podcast and we we fail. Well, the last few weeks have been bot county stuff, so it's understandable we've run over, but we won't do that this time. Oh. Yeah, Bakan is huge. So yeah. fortunately, to that end, we don't have a whole lot of news to discuss. Uh, but first, I would like to start with a very important correction to our last podcast, uh, which it was brought to my attention on Twitter that actually we we discussed the uh, the Transformers the movie score, uh, how it was put out on CD at. BotCon 97 through 3H, and how it was amazing and yet not something that one could actually get for a while. Uh, but it was eventually pointed out to us uh, by Jeremy Dennis on Twitter that it is available specifically through Vince DiCola, oh. which is even better. Uh, and not only is it available on CD, it is also available on delicious, delicious vinyl. Uh, so you can go to our our Twitter account uh, at IaconUG, and I'll retweet that again once the podcast is available, and I'll go ahead and put a link to that on our webpage on our blog, which is IaconUnderground.net. And if you're so inclined, uh, you can go purchase that. If if you do not have a copy of it, it's it's amazing. It's just it's some some really really incredible music from Vince DiCola for that movie. Uh, so other than that, there's uh what what do we even have for news this week, guys? Not a lot. Um, oh, nothing I really remember <laughs> that stood out. Like um. Oh, Victorion oh, right. has been found at retail. In oh, which retailer? Target. Target. Yeah. Some store in Seattle, I think it was. Oregon, I think. Somewhere. Or was it Seattle? Somewhere in the Pacific Northwest where yeah. none of us live. Yeah. So it, it's coming out, and it's coming out in Target, so I should at least be Yay. able to find it in the stores. Yes. Around here. Maybe if you're lucky, you can get one on clearance. Because <laughs> they are also good at clearance. Yeah. Um. Was there other? I news? think. I, I'm thinking, thinking really. We're we're hitting one of those post big news week lulls here, as far as news goes. Big news month. Well, yeah. Nothing. We haven't really. gotten any further information about Hascon yet. Uh, nope. We don't have any. New toy stuff. Um, Not really. People who have ordered Masterpiece Ratchet are finally getting them, so you oh. can go on on the interwebs and find those all over the place. Masterpiece. Th- there was a teaser image that Takra put out for a new masterpiece. Yes, the gayest image. Yes, it, it's it's a silhouette holding um, oh, what's his name? Red Alert. Red Alert. Red Alert yes. is always paired with. Inferno. Inferno. That's specifically a a reference to the end of a G1 episode. Oh yeah. Uh, oh my god, I can't yeah. believe I'm forgetting the name of that because that's one of my favorite episodes and I'm just having like a complete brain fart on it. I'm gonna have to look it up. Wait, wait, I'm on it, I'm on it. Come if, on TF Wiki. If they do make Inferno, they'll eventually make Grapple, probably. Auto Berserk. It's specifically a a reference in here. I'll uh, I'll share with our friends here a uh, a link to the picture on the TF Wiki. But yeah, if you go to uh, the TF Wiki page for Red Alert for G1 Red Alert, uh, actually the picture is on there, and it's the gayest thing ever, and I love it. 
Uh, which is after, I mean, the whole episode is about Red Alert going crazy. And at the end, he ends up needing to be rescued, and Inferno goes in there and rescues him and carries him out. And it's just... It's shipperific. Yeah. It's so great. It is just, it's absolutely wonderful. So, so that was the, uh, the teaser picture they put up, which I think they're doing, uh, anime red alert. Uh, basically a more cartoon accurate, uh, masterpiece red alert. Yeah. And on Takara's webpage for him, they had this picture with the silhouette of Inferno carrying masterpiece red alert, which Honestly, that's the selling point right there is just to have <laughs> the two of them. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, uh, like you were saying, that's something that definitely opens the door for more redecos. Maybe they'll do an art fire, but we're apparently never getting a stepper, so. Uh, we've gotten enough steppers over the years. I guess. And the only thing that was really the appeal of Stepper in the past was you couldn't get one. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yes. I mean, he's, he's got a cool deco, but yes, the, the cool thing about him was really that you you cannot have him. Uh, yes, Japanese exclusives. Uh, so, gosh, is that all the news we have? That, and, and even that is vagueness. It's like... There's probably some other little things, dribs and drab, that passed us by. The, um, because it's this past week was the 20th anniversary of Beast Wars. Somebody, um, oh, what was it? Well, the 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 wiki's Twitter relinks some pictures of the story bible from Beast Wars. I think it was from uh, they got it from Unicron.com. Yeah, Unicron.com. Yeah, they they posted some big chunks. Because I was going to go through that and see if it specifically mentioned Shidor having weird prophetic dreams. Yeah, because that's come up way too many times. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. People have Ratchet now. You can go on the internet and type in Masterpiece Ratchet review and you'll get a million billion results. And that's about it. So, uh, what are we going to talk about first? Going to talk about more than meets the eye first? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Because the, oh, the man. second one surprised us that it was here already. But, uh, yes, the, the the normal, the lost light, the, the troubles they have. Oh, the troubles. Yes. So, where, where we left off last issue was Ratchet and Drift showing up to save everybody. Uh, we see K-On basically... <laughs> Ten punches the pet, and Kaon freaks out. <laughs> Trying not to curse there, he freaks yeah. the frack out. <laughs> and uh, so, as as uh, there's a disruption in the attack and going on, while everybody's like, "Why is Kaon freaking out?" Toonsa's the driving cat comes with Ratchet and <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, that was. That that was my favorite response people have had to the preview pages, is everybody getting excited about Ravage flying the spaceship. Who is driving so, the spaceship? Ravage, Ravage off. Well, it, it's a thing yes. he's canonically done a few times, most notably in Beast Wars. It's true. So but, I couldn't but help but remains. read him as, in a Russian accent. Well, he's definitely doing it as a cat here with his paws up on the controls. Yeah. So I, I love Ratchet. I love Ravage in here. I love how he's just like this guy who happens to be a cat. And, you know, he, there, there was one panel where he was at Swerve's drinking Energon out of a bowl. And that's yeah. just, that was just a thing. So he shows up. He saves Ratchet and Drift and. What is left of ten, at least? Uh, he's he's in pretty bad shape. Well, they repaired and ten they from a pile of scrap originally, so it shouldn't be that hard to fix him again if they have time. They have a couple medics on hand now, or will. But yeah, anyway, yeah, you know, and, Megatron, and not you know, <laughs> not the the like intern that they've had so far. I love Velocity, but she's so out of her her league here. 
She's fully trained so when she came from. But, you know. Yeah. And she did graduate. So meanwhile, we've got Megatron talking to Tarn. And man, man, this is getting drawn out as to who Tarn is. Yeah, I, I really don't want to know at this point, although we got... It's it clearly like leading up to a reveal. Yeah, it's clearly leading yeah. up to a reveal. And and it's more hinting at who our prime suspect is, who was Roller. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely leaning towards the the roller hypothesis because, for instance, you know he's yeah. he's talking about how Megatron basically turned him to his side to prove a point and and he's yeah. so this is, on nuke. Ah, yeah, that's a good point too. Which that is, roller was always juicing. Yeah, he was always juicing. <laughs> Get it? Because it was juice box. Yeah. Okay, well, well, there's that, and Nuke just makes me think of Robocop too. But... Yeah, that too. Makes so... me think of the guy from uh, the season of Jessica Jones. <laughs> oh, um... yes, yes. So, anyway, so good. yeah, Tyrant is probably Roller, but we're not going to find out for sure yet. So Megatron is talking to him and having regrets and being all chatty about it, and then Tarn is just like, I'm done, I'm punching you. <laughs> and he says, I just hope you realize that I'm doing this because I care. <laughs> yeah, that's... But, but Megatron won't fight back because Megatron is a pacifist now. Well, he's a pacifist, yeah. but he's also saying he's a pacifist because of the fool's energon they've been giving him to weaken him. He and does he... suggest that, yeah. And then, oh, what, what is the line? The, the thought of anyone tampering with my mind used to terrify me. But if prime chemicals keep me in line, then maybe that's a good thing. I'm better like this. Mm-hmm. And then says, no, you're better no, dead. But did he just blow? Yeah, he does blow him up. But is it bringing up an I interesting mean, thing? Yeah, I mean, you could definitely take what's going on with Megatron as sort of a, a metaphor for psychiatric medication in general. Very much so, yeah. And this definitely makes it sound more like, you know, on on the pro side, which kind of I I would hope most responsible things would be, because as as someone who's dealt with that topic, that's, you know, there's a lot of that kind of kind of pressure to be like, oh, no, it's it ruins who you are and all that when, you know, it, it can also make you better at being who you are. So anyway, but Tarn is clearly the the bad high school influence friend who says, no, don't take your meds, and shoots him up. But he gets interrupted because of the worst high school friend. Oh, my God. I, 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 I flipped the page here, and I was just like, ah, I know. No, oh, I made such noises. That. Such happy, so, yeah, delighted squeeze. It's it's Mr. Lips himself, Overlord. Yes. survived. Because he heard that someone was beating up on Megatron. And that's his job. And he wanted a piece of that. Yeah. Nobody kills him but me. Yeah. And he literally says, if anyone's going to kill Megatron, it's me. Okay, so I guess while the time he was missing and getting repaired, he was watching old episodes of Dragon Ball Z. Maybe uh, that that really seems like right up his alley. Actually, how why was he getting repaired? He was just blown out of an airlock in a escape pod. Yeah, he, he didn't was, have anything to repair. Like well, he was he was damaged, but he wasn't damaged nearly as badly as he was at the end of Last Stand of the Wreckers, where he was just yeah. a skeleton. <laughs> or yeah, nearly as badly as the alternate universe overlord of the Decepticon Justice Division did kill. Yeah. yeah. They are very surprised to see him. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, we, we thought we killed you. And the thing is, Overlord's not even like, why would you guys think you had killed me? He's just like, eh, I got better. <laughs> I got better, yeah. But yeah, I mean, keep in mind that Overlord is like, super powerful and impervious to lots of damage, so, I mean, something that would kill, for instance, Rewind, would yeah. leave him damaged, but probably not kill him very much at all. Yeah. So, yeah. He's, 
he's he's looking good. He's got his big manly lips. He's in, he's doing okay. So back at the fortress, uh, we've got uh, everybody's sort of you know tending to the the newly arrived. Uh, there, is and- there is something I wanted to note about the uh, Tarn Overlord fight. The yes. part where they both turn into tanks and oh. kind of try to do a <laughs> yeah. one-upsmanship of each other. Yeah, that that doesn't. That, oh, that's impressive. Because because that's only half of Overlord. His bottom half that is bigger than Tarn in tank mode. <laughs> a that is so cool. <laughs> B Overlord looks remarkably toyetic. Yeah, like that looks like we are getting Overlord in the near future. Well, we it, but it's think not we really probably that- are. Well, we, we, we are, but it's not really that different from when Roche was drawing in the last stand of the records, because it's basically just the G1 toy with more greeblies and articulation. Which was very True. toyetic. Yeah. Now that's actually a couple pages on. Yeah. That, that's after Actually. the meeting. That, that's after R- Ratchet and, uh, the Velocity yeah. have a talk and <laughs> she, she basically just insults Ratchet. It's like, Wait, you're not the grumpy old sourpuss, are you? Or, oh, I just made a bad first impression. Oh, she come on. inserts her foot directly into her mouth. Yeah. Like, like she unscrews her foot from her leg and shoves it in lengthwise. <laughs> That's how badly she shoves her foot in her mouth. Like Ratchet's never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Honestly, but... I think next issue she's going to say something about it again and... He's gonna say, "I took it as a compliment." <laughs> oh, yeah. Be, yeah, that is that is really magic. I I do appreciate that Ultra Magnus is the one. I mean, I realize that part of that is also that Ultra Magnus is probably the only one strong enough to. But Ultra Magnus is the one tending to Ten and carrying him off to be taken yeah. care of because because they're friends. Yeah. Oh, and the friend. Ratchet thing at the beginning, I also really loved one line Ratchet had. I fight better when I'm annoyed. Say something inspiring. Yes, <laughs> that was that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> so so speaking of drift, speaking of people being gay with drift, uh, <laughs> drift and Rodimus have a sort of, uh, I guess, discussion. Small bonding ritual sort. again. Sitting on the they... sitting on the floor, polishing their swords. Well. Drift yeah. is polishing his sword, and it's uh, innuendo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think any conversation that includes the phrase "but that's not what your eyes are saying" oh, is yeah. is plenty gay. That, that so. is pretty gay, and I try not to think about how Rodimus can cross his legs Indian style on the floor. With <laughs> the, the physics there, just that would hurt my brain if I think of it. Anyway. So basically, though, Rodimus apologizes very earnestly, and Drift accepts his apology. Yeah, and then so, Rodimus assures him, "We're going to get out of here, okay?" And he's like, "No, I can tell when you're lying." Yeah, he says, "Thank you, but that's not what your eyes are saying." Oh man, guys, these guys, I love them. They're so yeah. good. They're so good together. So yeah, they're fighting. Uh, Overlord has his super toy-looking G1E bottom half tank mode. It just goes crump on top of Sword Tarn. Yes, it just smashes them. And so they're, yeah, they, he, he talks about, you know, Tarn is like, you were dead, we crossed you off the list, just I was found. So, yeah, he, they, they don't seem to, be picking up on on each other's implication of the whole weird quantum loop duplicate thing. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, while they're fighting, Megatron <laughs> has managed to crawl onto his Scooby Puff Junior, and yes. and he's making his way back to the base. <laughs> he got on his his pathetic little scooter, and he's. he's Yes. Yeah, they notice he's gone, and they're like, "He was nearly dead. He couldn't have walked off." And then Scooty Puff. Yeah, he's just on the scooter. Uh, if it was a cartoon, it would just be like he's slumped over, and the Scooty Puff is weaving back and forth across the dirt road, making cute little space putt putt noises. So then we get to a a moment between 
Rewind and Nautica. That, uh... It, it, yeah. It's basically just Rewind trying to keep himself busy right before they're about to die when the sun comes down and they're both filled with emotions. Him just trying to keep busy because he was arguing with Chrome Dome again because they, they wanted to shove each other in the teleport tube to send him away. Whatever. Yes, they got into a fight because they were each demanding that the other save himself. Yeah. Aw, guy. Well, that's all, but th- th- then Nautica's saying all similar things that, that she's, like, going to confess to somebody that she likes, but she's not saying who. Yeah, basically, Nautica wants some clarification on how Cybertronians oh, uh, deal with the whole conjuncts Endura versus Amica, uh, as in, you know, whether you have to be one first. And then the other, and, and Rewind's like, no, it's you only really opt for friend once you've ruled out Sparkmate. Yeah. Basically, yeah, what comes down to is that Nautica clearly is wanting to tie the, you know, bond, con- I guess, you know, go through with that. I, I mean, I assume that she wants to, like... You know, get get endured to somebody. Yes, but the, the thing is, who? That's so, the great uh, question. That we could uh, probably go I'm, on for minutes on end, but the, the possibilities are there's skids. I'm my I'm calling this now. By the end of this arc, skids is dead. Yeah, it it, it is <laughs> it is likely that that she likes skids because characters are going to die that we care about, and her confessing to skids or not confessing to skids before he dies would be fittingly wonderfully horrible. Thank you, James Roberts, for torturing us. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is this is why I'm calling skids is going to be dead by the end of the arc, because yeah. I I tend to be on the same sort of wavelength as James Roberts in a lot of my writing, and that is clearly what I would be leading yeah. up the, to here. There's that, or she could also be... She likes Brainstorm. Yeah, but I don't feel like she's as close to no. Brainstorm as she has been. I mean, Skids was the one carrying her off the exploding ship. Yeah, well, yeah, but whatever. But, or there's the the third wacky possibility, Ravage. <laughs> she's always <laughs> trying to pet him. It's true. I mean, she's obviously interested in him in one way or another. But I'm I'm guessing I'm I'm gonna say Skids. A, I'm gonna say Dude. say Skids. B, I'm going to say that Skids is not making it out of this arc alive. Nope. I mean, he's kind of, I mean, we got that, the the story of the the memories that he had repressed. Uh, he's, he's really, as far as his own character arcs go, he's really... Kind of done. Yeah. I mean, they there could always be something new for him, but there's nothing that, that he's in the middle of yeah. right now. There's no currently ongoing story for him, so him dying to save some of the others would be fitting. Yeah, they've kind of gone through all the plot bunnies they set up for him, so... Yeah, I'm I'm going to be crying over that because I really love Skids. So... <laughs> and then and... we cut back to the meeting of three really big Decepticons. Yes, meanwhile, away from the feels, we have Deathsaurus, Tarn, and Overlord discussing things. But not that far away from the feels. Yeah, there there are other fields. Uh, you know, they're discussing mostly whether Tarn is going to have it in him to kill Megatron. Yeah. Uh, but then Kaon comes in. Tarn is unhappy with Kaon for freaking out the way he did over the pet getting injured. Oh my god! And taken so, away. He was on the ship. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. that's right. They took him hostage. Yeah, we we can't attack the pet. The pet is there. We have to save the pet, and and then. Overlords all, oh, you're the mighty DJD, a group of animal lovers led by a mollycoddle zealot. <laughs> so he's just being his magnificent bastard self, taunting and golf laughing. But then, but <laughs> it's it's so screwed up, man. So yeah. so yeah, I never realized that you cared for that creature as much as you do. Sorry, as much as you did, and then he rips Kaon's head off. Yeah, no, the, Tarn rips his head off right after hugging him. Yeah. He hugs him. And he crushes his head against Overlord. Yes. Yeah, to, to make a point, he crushes his head. And Nickel, 
I'm almost wondering if this is a, a turning point of some sort of nickel because yeah. she's like, what have you done? I think it like, maybe. Yeah, I mean, she, I, I'm not opposed to the idea of her as a character who's willing to go along with what's been going on with them, with the DJD, but when it gets to this point where they're doing it with each other. Yeah, cause she was inside their ship repairing them. She's their little medic. When they come back, right. she patch up their little bruises and bumps and missing limbs, but this is the first time she's seen one of them ripped apart in front of her, so. Well, also one of the first time she's seen, this is probably the first time, not, not in history, but at least the first time since she's been with them, since one of them, since Tarn has executed one of them, basically yeah. for not doing his duties properly. So yeah, I'm, I'm, she just gets a little moment there, but I'm wondering if that's a, a turning point for her since she's newish to the team. I think it is. So that's, that's, it's interesting to see how that's gonna go. So then we end with Rodimus and Ratchet carrying Megatron off and he's just got this massive hole. Where his chest used to be. And Ravage is walking along uh, beside him looking so worried. Such a and sad kitty face. And, and Megatron's and, still clutching the Autobot symbol that it was blasted off his chest in his hand. Yeah. So, the end. Yes, the end. Well, no, it's just about sunset. It's only beginning. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised nobody died in this issue. Yeah, they're just getting set up uh, to die. Well, Megatron I don't care about Kayon. <laughs> he's so cool, though. He has no eyes, and he's got those electrical things on his shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. He had a pet. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah. Nobody else got he's, he's got a party. He's got a third-party toy, which looks pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it Skid's Gonna Die. Yeah, probably. Well... I... I, I figure quite a few of them are going to die, or nearly die. Other yeah. than just Megatron having a hole in his chest, big enough that you could put a T-Rex inside. Grimlock? Grimlock Red? I, I was thinking of the other Megatron. Oh, that too. I figure there's going to be quite a few deaths and quite a few ambiguouses. Yeah. And honestly, I guess Skids might be in the latter category instead of the former uh, I don't know. I'm I'm calling Skids having like a first rewind, a re rewind 1.0 level death here. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody um, is gonna die really gruesomely. At least a few others are gonna maybe probably look to be dead if not fully dead. I figure at least half of them are gonna get more injured, heavily injured. Honestly, I'm I'm gonna call that Ratchet and Drift and Rodimus and Rung will probably definitely make it out alive. Uh, I'm not sure about Rung, but probably Ratchet is definitely safe. Uh, out of everybody, he's the one who will definitely live. Rung is safe. I'm going to say that Drift is safe by virtue of seeing Alex Milne saying on Twitter. That his new design was meant for season three. Yeah. But they had gone ahead and been able to use it a little sooner. Yeah. That sounds like Drift yeah. is meant to, to continue being there. Rung definitely falls into that, that category of a character who's got too many dangling plot threads. I guess. Yeah, we don't find out. He doesn't die until we find out what his alt mode is and why that matters. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's going to be around for a while. I feel like Nautica's got to survive yes. because she's too, I don't know, she's, she's, I mean, she's not the token female anymore, but yeah. she is, I, I feel like she's a character who still has a lot of potential. Yeah. This, this is, this is the equation. There's like a, there, there are these laws that go into play when, with these sorts of things is that, how much story potential does the character have left versus how much story potential is there in them dying? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's and more story one potential. And outweighs the other that determines yeah. whether they live or die. Unless you're George R. R. Martin, who just kills off people who still have plenty of story potential left, and that's why it comes up. Yeah. Skid's probably dead. Brainstorm? Maybe living, not sure. Magnus? I think he's dying. Or Minimus mm. is dying, I think. Could be. I know that the next issue cover is uh, Minimus and Nautica and Skids. Yeah. Oh, no. Skids. Poor Skids. He, I like him so much. He's done a lot. He's suffered in his life. At least he's got to be in things. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked him back in the old days. I always thought, I, I don't, I, I want to ask James Roberts at some point if... The whole thing when Skids first showed up about him having amnesia was a play on the fact that everyone forgot Skids even existing in G1. (laughs) Possibly. To the point where it was a plot point in the UK stuff that they had forgot to bring him back after (laughs) from Limbo, and he just got left in Limbo for a couple years. And then he came back and there were like monsters after him. So it's like to the point, I mean, in the G1 cartoon, I totally forgot he was ever in the G1 cartoon until I went back and, you know, watched them again. Uh, in, in the G1 comic, yeah, he was forgotten about for years. Yeah. As someone who hasn't read that much of the G1 comic, the like original Marvel G1 comic, when I think of like, 80s skids, the only thing that comes to mind is getting a car wash. That's all he did. He had one issue, which was enough to make me really, really like him. But other than that, he was just forgotten about. Yeah, occasionally he'd be in a group shot and, hey, little guy's still there, little minivan. Nobody, you know, he didn't show up in, really, I... I don't think he showed up in any sort of Neo G2 or Neo G1 stuff until he got brought into, <laughs> into more than meets the eye. Yeah, I guess and it I, well because he was a later edition car in, from the originals. He was the first. His toy was the first Transformer to be short packed. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Because even Hasbro knew that no one in America knew what the hell a Honda Honda City Turbo was. Yeah, I just figured it's it's a little minivan. I don't know. No, it's not. It's Honda City Turbo. Oh, yeah, he was. hmm. I thought of a crazy idea that might save Skids. Mm -hmm. If if Ravage pushes him into a well, saying, "Take care of Nautica." The circle is complete. <laughs> yes. Ravage pushes Skids into a well. <laughs> it's beautiful. But because because you see it at the end of the that G1 story, Skids pushed Ravage into a well. And, and then, then Ravage, Ravage was gone forgotten for 50 about issues. <laughs> Ravage also just disappeared forever and was forgotten about, but... Fortunately, he was memorable enough in other media to be remembered by people. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, good issue. Oh, uh, more to come. 21, I think, of the Marvel G1 comic. Although, so, the next time, I don't think next issue is going to be the finale of this story. I think it's going to be the emotional payoff, but not the action payoff. I think 55 is officially the, the last of the issue story. of the arc. Yeah. It's 54 next issue, or was this 54? Uh, this is 52. 52. Oh, so we got three more. <laughs> We've got plenty of time to get our hearts broken. Uh, I'm, I'd expect 55 to be the fallout from it. Yeah, so 54 will probably be nothing but fighting. Oh man. Nothing but death everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Skids. Oh. Why? Why did your fate have to be sealed by having someone deeply emotionally invested in you? <laughs> Why? He <laughs> might as so, well have just said he was two days from retirement. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's possible that he's not who she's talking about, but as soon as I read that, I immediately thought of that panel of them 
ballroom dancing. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's move on to our other comic of the week. Everybody hates Prowl, a.k.a. Sins of the Wreckers number four. (laughs) He's so hateable, too. Yeah. So, So, yeah, we are finally back with Sins of the Wreckers. It's very exciting. After a three-month break, we have Nick Roche again. Yay! Oh, gorgeous. It is. And the colors, Josh Burton's colors are really good. Yeah. So, so we start with, um, uh, of course he's got, uh, Tarantulas has Springer and RC and Roadbuster hooked up to the machine that draws their guilt out. And we find out that Roadbuster, back in the day, uh, was, was a serial killer. Well, he, uh, was, he, he was a Sort of, he was training cadets, but he was being talked to by a giant face mountain thing that was telling him to beat the shit out of him and stuff the cadets in a hole. Who he thought was Mortalus, who is basically a a death deity. Yeah. But then Prowl comes and arrests him, and then we cut back to where they're being sucked into the chairs by Tarantulas in all his cackling glee. Uh, he's so good. And yeah, Tarantulas admits that, hey, you remember that? That was me telling you to do that. Yeah. Because I needed those, I needed some bodies for an experiment, and so I, I, I convinced you you were hearing a god telling you <laughs> to kill them. And he's like, that's fucked up, yo. Yeah. And so yes. Uh, and also turned... there's a, there's a pharma cameo, which is. Oh yeah, it's pharma. The- yeah, and it turns out one of the cadets that Roadbuster was beating to a almost death was Hubcap. Yay, Hubcap, who it turns out is a an outlier. Uh, he can boost and block communication signals. Uh, also, he has been working for Tarantulas all this time. Damn you, Hubcap! Dun dun dun. Well, and he damn you, Tarantulas. He was too precious. with that saying. Yeah. yeah he was too precious to live. Speaking of too so, precious to live, Verity. Oh man. So Verity, they they don't say it in too many words, but basically, yeah, hanging around Cybertronians, plus probably more importantly, being present during the sudden violent download of of Equitus. Uh, gave her basically full body cancer. Yeah, robot space cancer. They they don't put it in so many words, but I mean that that's I can't really think of anything else that it yeah it could be considered. She's out of a thing. Yes, she's dying. So Prowl says, you know, Verity, maybe you should have just asked me to help, and she was like, screw you, I'm not asking you to help. You're a jerk. You know, instead of blackmailing me, maybe yeah. you should have just asked. And but she basically proud, verbally gives him the middle finger. Oh, and apparently Hubcap's been collecting blackmail on Prowl for centuries because Hubcap hates Prowl because everyone hates Prowl. Yeah. Yeah. Hubcap, Hubcap hates Prowl because Prowl got Roadbuster freed and handed him over to Impactor. I mean, that's, that's basically the, the root of it, is that he got this guy who tried yeah. to murder him freed. Yep. Because Prowl's a horrible robot. Yeah. And, like, I love that Verity's motivation here is, can basically be summed up as, I'm dying, so at least I can fuck Prowl up. Yeah. yeah. Pardon much. my French. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So... Tarantulas and Prowl have engaged in fisticuffs. Well, uh, and Tarantulas engages in fisticuffs on Prowl's face. Yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty satisfying. Well, and Prowl meanwhile... admits that uh, Osteros, the uh, life Tarantulas created, isn't on a farm upstate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was not sent to a farm. He killed him. Now, to be fair, we don't necessarily know how true that is. No, that that is pretty obviously Prowl lying to piss off Tarantulas, so he'll beat him up and not stick him in the, the brain guilty thing. Because then yeah. we find out who the little weird baby thing was turned into. Oh, Springer. man. Springer. It's going to be interesting. So, uh, so meanwhile, yes, 
Probably Springer. Meanwhile, Cup gets in touch with Prowl through his head communication thing and tells him, okay, we're gonna go, we're going to come save you, but not because we like you. He wants because to make it job. very, he wants to make it very clear that it's not because they like him. Because no one likes him. Apparently, they come to save him by wedging the Wrecker's spaceship, the debris, through the portal they had buried in the spaceship. Basically, they're, they're going to shove the, the Wrecker's spaceship, space station base thing into the noise maze, which is going to make it collapse because that's a lot of something yeah. to be shoving in there. Just crash it into the thing, that'll work. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty, I mean, that's, that's a pretty Wrecker's kind of plan. Yeah, it, it feels like a 2000 AD kind of plan to me. Yeah, that too. That's it's, it's, it's not quite on the on the Warhammer 40k level of just no. like dropping a starship on a person you don't like, but it's it's, it's definitely it's up there. <laughs> so yes, the other wreckers head out to try to rescue Prowl, much to their own chagrin, uh, and the Tarantulas's animal robot dissidents. The Mayhem uh, Attack Squad. Yes, the Mayhem Attack Squad. Uh, they are going to come and fight the Wreckers for him. Even though they also want to make it clear that it's not because they like him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody wants it to be clear that they're not helping either Prowl or Tarantulas because they like them. Because <laughs> nobody likes them. No. So, uh, there, there are continued fisticuffs. Uh, RC, Springer, and Roadbuster, and Verity... Uh, get released. They head out to do some fighting. There's They're some given really... their weapons, which they predict is a trap. Yeah. Yeah, but RC says it's the kind of trap she likes. It's her kind of trap. It's one they have. They're, they're ready for. Uh, so yes, the the wreckers fight the mayhem attack squad oh. in some really lovely psychedelic. Yes. Crazy. Gorgeous, weird, yeah. trippy backgrounds with with. Lighting of the, or um, contrasting color fun, and there's a wondrous homage to an old G2 panel. Ah, yes, <laughs> that's right. Everybody's oh, yeah. favorite G2 yeah. panel. Yes, jumping out of the sky. Oh, Shadows. so good. So yes, they're they're jumping out of the sky there, out of their ship into the noise maze, and oh, and but then the mayhem attack squad. Portal slash ship slash team member, Tidal Wave, decides he's bored, he's tired of being left out of the action, so he literally turns himself inside out to enter the noise maze. Yes, <laughs> he's shoving his fists through the portal, and the portal was like, I think located somewhere in his crotch. In it's the inside issue. him, yeah. Yeah, so he's shoving himself through himself to get in, oh, oh the quantum mechanics. Madness, it's delicious. He's, I love that it's just him doing this because he's being stubborn. Yes. Not for any good reason. It's you guys like... never let me fight anything. I, you always do it. I, I'm always stuck in the water because I turn into a whale. Well, screw that. I'm coming through. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, Armada Tidal Wave was pretty much an idiot anyway. I mean, he of the yeah. sort that often spoke of himself in third person. So, yes, he's just being dumb and belligerent and decides he's going to come in, too, and he's another thing that is too large to have any business being in there. He's smarter and dumber at the same time. Yeah. He's Mongo. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. He has no common sense. Tidal wave just and on Game of So, RC and Springer, etc., uh, they show up to, to punch Tarantulas a bit. I love that that when RC comes in, she says, we've got violent tendencies and serious issues with guilt. Is this the right room? <laughs> Certainly oh, the right comic. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of punching. It's pretty cool. Then there's some back, kicking. Cut back to the outside wreckers with debris and tidal wave yanking himself through, and we get to finally see him in all his robot mode glory, which does just look like Armada tidal wave with bits of whale glued onto it. Yeah, which is perfect. Yes. Yeah. I could still use that toy. I have it on top of my shelf, a shelf over my computer. He's adorable. Yep. And then he kicks Impactor. 
<laughs> exactly where Impactor wants to go, which is like the top floor of Tarantula's base. Yes. Into the tower. Good job. But first he steps on Carnivac. Yeah. Because apparently he's just not paying attention to where he's walking. Well, he's like 200 feet tall or more. Yeah, he's, more. he's a big dude. So inside, uh, they're having a big fight and Roadbuster starts giving one of those, uh, one of those sort of speeches that makes you go, uh oh. Yeah, he, he's uh-oh. giving a wreckers speech is what he's doing. When you think of me, all I want you to remember is I was your friend. And, and they're basically like, no. No. Yeah, so he drives into Tarantulas while Tarantulas is using his leg guns. Spider leg guns. Spider leg guns. And And, uh, he drives right out through a window with Tarantulas clinging to the front of him. Which is a nice action movie scene, but it's also, these are giant robots, that's not gonna kill them. Well, you, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, I guess, to be fair, it, it does make it a little melodramatic of the others to be like, yeah, oh, that's, that's so tragic and sad, but as as we'll find out, yeah. Uh, so, speaking of people getting killed, yeah, uh, Hubcap is leading Prowl along, and then he turns and realizes that Prowl is pointing a gun at him. And basically, Hubcap knows too much, and... Prowl feels that he needs to be killed, and so they chat about it until Impactor shows up. Yeah, and shoots Hubcap. Just shoots Hubcap. Anyway. It like, seems yeah. like Prowl almost has a change of heart before that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Hubcap manages to plead for his life well enough that Prowl probably wasn't going to kill him then, but Impactor shows up and just nope, Bloom. He knows way too much about us. Yeah, we just. Like, like, as he says, there will always be guys like me who come along and pull the trigger when guys like you find they can't. Yeah. So, yeah, Impactor basically is like, damn it, Prowl, here. And he just shoots him. Yeah, damn it, Prowl, this is your fault. Yes. <laughs> I had to kill him because of you. And then, oh, then we cut back to, hey, Roadbuster survived the crash. Oh, where's so Tarantulas? As, as we found out previously, Tarantulas can change size. He can become very, very small. Yep. He can get into Roadbuster's head. Literally. And then he can enlarge himself and make Roadbuster's head explode. Which is, is this the most disgusting thing any tarantulas has ever done? It's, I mean, it's up there. Top I five. Top, yeah, yeah, top five. I think it's up for, for visually the most disgusting at least. Yeah, yeah. visually definitely. But to be fair, I mean, the previously Tarantulas was somewhat, you know, stifled by being in a kid's show. Yeah, the, the, he was implied he ate rats and, and other various things of giant size. But he made the creepy noises off screen, not, not on screen. So, this, yes, he, he has more freedom to explode guts. Well, energon fluid and head parts on page than he did in a cartoon, but still, it's... That's up there. Oh, Tarantulas, you horrible monster. <laughs> yeah. So... There's also creating black arachnia for the list of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that's like number really two. Really creepy things. That's Yeah. His his creating and relationship with black arachnia is definitely a number two in grossness. <laughs> but, but that's mo- more a slow shiver down your spine grossness. Yeah. That's fridge logic, you. <laughs> <laughs> so... RC and Springer and Verity catch up with Prowl and Impactor, and they're like, Prowl, you didn't. And Impactor's like, I, I did it. <laughs> okay, I killed him. Uh, so, of course, Prowl has a plan, and that plan involves basically doing crazy things with physics to, you know, get the noise maze to be destroyed. Uh, Moreover, turning Tidal Wave into a giant like a remote detonated bomb set off by turning back into beast mode so that when Carnivac tries to force him back into beast mode, he'll explode. Yeah. Yeah. Because Carnivac can make people change modes. Yeah, so he because... was stepped on, but he's not dead, hopefully. No. He he had the he had the chance to say so embarrassing. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was stepped yeah. on. 
So they they continue escaping, uh, sort of, I suppose, transforming the movie inside Unicron style. Yeah, only with more spider webs. And, yes. and Verity implies that Tarantulas might have done something to her because her body doesn't hurt anymore from space cancer. Yeah. Yeah, they they... You know, one of them says that Verity's too sick to deal with all this, and she's like, actually, no, I'm not. And, yeah, Tarantulas had said that, you know, he scanned her, uh, and that was what determined that it wasn't just being around the Cybertronians, but specifically being around that one incident with Aquatus. Uh, but it seems like, I don't know, you know, we don't know if he fixed her, he he may have cured her cancer, but we don't know that that's all he did because, you know. Yeah, it's tarantulas. Yeah. This is a guy who's turned Transformers inside out and wrapped fleshy skins on Transformers. He also says as much in the final panel of the issue. Oh, yes. He's done, <laughs> by the time this is over, he'll have done something weird to everyone, not just Verity. Yeah. Which is this prowl. He's done something weird to me. And he says, please don't think you're special, Bloodbag. By the time this is over, I'll have done something weird to everyone. Uh, and then he makes that creepy uh, lip-licking noise Alec Willows does. Like, yeah. in my head. It doesn't actually say it on the panel, but oh, it's that's, implied. That's the weirdest thing about this entire comic. You, you, there is no actual panel of tarantulas laughing in a dialogue balloon, but you keep hearing it in your head, because we've been watching Beast Wars all over again. So Alec yes. Willows just keeps laughing at us. Alec Willow's a little yeah. laughter. Oh, and that last line is really one of Tarantula's best lines ever. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I do have to say, though, that if I were to actually hear Alec Willow's deliver the line about <laughs> want to see something naughty, I would probably, there would not be enough brain bleach in the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alec Willow sexual innuendo. Oh man, now I want an audiobook version of this comic. Oh, that would be great. Be amazing. So, that's uh that's Sense of the Wreckers. Yeah. Next issue, more fighting against Tarantulas, and maybe the noise maze will implode and kill some people with it. So I mean I feel like again, I kind of feel like RC has a very similar exemption to Nautica and that you know, at this point, they have few enough female characters that they can't really go killing them all off. Well, that plus... Also, she's still in R.I.D. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't this actually happen before her in R.I.D.? Or is this happening after? I forget when it was supposed to be in continuity. I think, I think it would... Before. I would hope that it would be after, because then you have stuff like that spoiling who might live and who might die. Either way, yeah, R.C.'s definitely surviving. Prowl, because he's a bastard, is surviving... Springer's already been dead kind of once. Prowl needs to die. <laughs> Prowl needs to die. Yeah, but I think Prowl. if they killed Prowl, it would be in the main series, or one of the main series. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that seems like an event to me. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is. like an event where you have, like, big parties and you run advertising based on it. Yeah, so, okay, Guzzle's probably dead. Yeah. I feel like Springer's got to live just because he already escaped death pretty impressively once. Yeah. Uh, Impactor, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's up in the air, because everybody loves Impactor, but Impactor's original thing in the old G1 UK Marvel Comics was, he dies. But he got killed. Yeah, he dies so Springer can take over his job, so... Well, he dies so Springer can feel bad. But, yes. <laughs> so On the other they... hand, at this point, he's the Wolverine of the Wreckers, even more so than R.C. is. Yeah. Yeah. And there's... Well, they're not going to kill off Cup, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, they've done that before. Could be. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, so Impactor's like 50-50, no way of knowing. Cup, eh, who knows... Guzzle, uh, yeah, Guzzle's, Guzzle's gotta die. Probably gonna die. Uh, I feel like Springer really needs to live. And yeah. Prowl. I don't Should know, die, man. but I just, he won't. I feel like he really needs to die at this point, but yeah, I guess it's possible he won't. Uh, uh, stupid Prowl. 
Well, he could always get dragged into whatever's left of the collapsing noise maze with tarantulas. That sounds poetic. That would be nice. Yes. And then they can have to deal with each other forever. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone hates them. <laughs> I love that both of them, their teams, are like, okay, we'll come rescue you. But we want to make it very clear that it's not because we like you. <laughs> yeah. So great. So yeah, that's uh, that's Sins of the Wreckers number four. We've got one more issue. Yeah. We haven't seen Prowl in a few issues in R.I.D. He showed up in 50, but he's been kind of scarce there for a while. He was... Was it 50? Oh, yeah, he was. He was when Optimus was doing his message. He was on one of the little panels. Yeah. I mean, wasn't he imprisoned? He was in prison yeah, earlier, was. but like he got into a fight with Optimus and Optimus chucked him out a window. They were having a scrap and then Prowl just ran away. Yeah. That wasn't like That wasn't a great Optimus yeah. issue. Look, cuz it's Optimus. Optimus is a non-committal leader. Yeah. But that was awful violent. I yeah. don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping too- that if Prowl doesn't die, something happens to him that is worse than death. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I don't just feel this way because I associate heavily with Chrome Dome. Maybe he'll get turned into an owl. <laughs> oh my god, no. I do, I don't know if we, we saw it, I don't know if we saw him in robot mode before, but we do see Stampy's robot mode in this issue. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Hey, yeah, we just we just saw his bunny mode uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, we we saw that he was there, but we actually get to see Stampy's robot mode. Then he gets shot by Cup, and that's kind of sad. But yeah. maybe he'll be okay. okay. I don't know. Oh, and this is another long episode, seeming. Although I guess they still have to edit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I guess Good then Sorry. it's time to oh. call it an end of. The episode because yep, we're out of comics. Fun. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I don't know that there's anything exciting out next week, so yeah, maybe we'll try to catch comics. up on Robots in Disguise, or maybe yeah, there'll be something magically appearing on the comic shelves that catches us off guard, and we'll talk about that. Maybe there'll there's... be some kind of huge news between now and then. Uh, I don't think there will be. There are no comic or other conventions anytime soon. <laughs> We're being hopeful here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it then. Uh, so until next week, uh, this has been Jen. And Alex. And David. And just a note that we are now available on the Google Play Music uh, podcast service. So you can find us there as well as oh. all the previous places. All right. That's it. Yay. Bye, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Boop, Not sure I actually want to share it on the show. Cool. You're welcome to share it with us. Tarantulas turned Verity into Black Arachnia. (gasps) Well, I figured he turned her into something, but oh, Black... Oh, that would... Oh, goodness. My oh me. I don't want to see Verity getting sexualized like that, but okay. No. I can can still get behind that. I was figuring he would turn her into a head... Titan power master what's this ever. I figured he would turn her into a pretender, like a master force style pretender. Oh, oh, that's more gruesome. <laughs> she just splits open and a robot comes out. Huh. And that robot is black arachnia. Well, yeah. yeah. I guess there's that. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>